Hi and welcome to Data Hack Radio. This is Kunal, your host for the show. In this episode, we'll talk to Andre Barkau. You would have heard about Andre for his popular 100-page machine learning book, which has taken the data science community by a storm. Andre did his PhD on reinforcement learning back in 2010 and specializes in natural language processing. He is currently a machine learning team leader in Gartner and has worked on creating conversational interfaces and extracting information from text available on the web. We'll talk to Andre about his journey in data science, how he decided to write the book and what are his plans for the book in near future. Thanks Andre for uh, taking time out for this podcast uh, our Data Hack Radio. So and first of all congratulations for the successful launch of your uh, book and the kind of create and the momentum it has created in the community. So big uh, congratulations and a big thank you uh, as well for taking time out for this podcast. Thank you very much Kunal for inviting. I'm glad, I'm happy to be here. Great. So, Andre, we'll talk about you know your journey, your book as well. But uh, first, I would want to you know understand your background. How did you start in AI? And and I see that you did your PhD back in 2010. So, just tell us a bit more about your journey and how did you get into uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so. Um... Uh, actually, uh, before moving to Canada, I, le- I lived in uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I started a, uh, a startup, online startup, in mm-hmm. 2000, in uh, in the year 2000, and I worked on this startup for for three years while I work uh, while while I was a student mm-hmm. and did my bachelor's in in Ukraine. And then, uh, because of the dot um, com uh, collapse uh, mm-hmm. in 2000, 2002, mm-hmm. uh, my startup was was affected. And the, um, despite being very popular uh, in Russia, mm-hmm. uh, I I can remember that uh, we have got daily more than thirty thousand uh, people coming to this uh, to this website. It was like kind of portal, you know. Uh, in uh, in the dot com era, everybody wanted to build a, a portal. So it was a portal with lots of interesting things like games, uh, horoscopes, news, and so on. Mm-hmm. But because of this uh, dot com crisis, um, uh, my investor uh, decided to um, to close uh, internet business for uh, for some time. Mm-hmm. So um, when I finished uh, my bachelor's and master's in Ukraine. I still wanted to um, to do uh, to work in the, uh, in online to, to to build online uh, startups, mm-hmm. but I saw that in Ukraine at, at the time the, the country was so poor, so it was very difficult to get another investor to um, support my my ideas. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to move to somewhere where building startups would be much more like uh, easy and. Um, my first idea was to move to to Europe to to not be so too far from from my family. Yeah. And me and my ex uh, ex wife uh, at the time 
we uh, thought a lot about France and learning French. We thought it was very romantic to <laughs> to, to move to, to, to a French-speaking country. Mm-hmm. So we started to learn French, and um, uh, while we le- learned uh, French, I discovered Quebec and uh, French uh, French-speaking uh, the, the French-speaking uh, part of Canada, and I actually felt like uh, it was much. Uh, much well suited for for uh, for immigration purposes uh, mm-hmm. to move to Canada instead of France. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, like year after we decided to move to uh, to Canada, we have got our visas and we moved. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to look for a job first uh, in Canada, but uh, very very quickly I realized that my level of French was quite below of what I expected. From like in, uh, from an employee in uh, in a French speaking uh, city, so I decided to go to the to university and I started um, masters uh, with uh, with uh, um, uh, the topic of uh, multi agent systems. Uh, so I, I found a uh, a professor who was interested in having me and and doing masters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the ma- uh, before finishing masters, uh, I've just like ch- switched program to to, to PhD, mm-hmm. and uh, so my, my my PhD topic was on multi-agent system and more precisely on um, uh, repeated games. So if you uh, watch the movie Beautiful Mind about yeah. uh, John Nash, um, yeah. a famous famous mathematician, mm-hmm. um, so. Um, my uh, topic was uh, to compute Nash equilibrium in repeated games uh, in multi-engine context. Uh, so, for example, we have two robots play, uh, like interacting with one another, and we represent this interaction as a game. So, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, joint actions of robots could bring a specific reward to each mm-hmm. robot. So, the, the the goal of of robots is to like maximize the long-term reward of repeated interaction. So yeah. um, I de- developed an algorithm that computes this Nash equilibrium in repeated uh, repeated games. So this was my yeah. big, biggest achievement as a, as a PhD uh, student, right? Interesting. And and at that time, I mean, reinforcement learning, people would not be talking about it, you know, as is uh, as happening right now. So, so did you think uh, for a moment that, you know, uh, the subject in which you are going to do your PhD uh, might not be as popular or might not find its application in, in real world? Well, actually, um, uh, I, I have published a couple of papers on multi-agent reinforcement learning. So uh, the, the the most uh, the most um, known algorithm of uh, reinforcement learning at the time was, was Q learning, yeah. and you can actually find it in uh, the uh, famous book uh, Reinforcement Learning and Introdu- Introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I specifically, I really felt that uh, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic algorithm. And what I uh, proposed as a um, uh, algorithm to compute uh, solutions in repeated games was mm-hmm. quite impo- well important uh, addition to the science. But yeah, uh, at the time in 2010, um, multi-agent systems and reinforcement learning weren't as popular as they are now, uh, thanks to um, uh, Alpha uh, Alpha Zero and similar use cases, um, but in the past, uh, there were some interesting applications of, of reinforcement learning, even 
in uh, games like Beggamon, for example, was uh, was well played by by pure learning based um, algorithm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, nobody could actually uh, predict that it would it would become such a huge hit uh, in uh, like 10, 10, 10 years later. <laughs> and actually, one of my uh, ex colleagues uh, in in PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 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 he finished the PhD in Quebec City, like several years before me, mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't find a job in in artificial intelligence because wow. it was so uh, it was so exotic. But today, if you say that you have a PhD in AI, uh, you can expect <laughs> to be m- much much more, much more popular among the employers. Yeah, you'll be sought after. <laughs> true, true. Uh, yeah, well. So- Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go on. Now, I was no, a- asking, uh, uh, so so once you finished your, uh, you know, PhD, what happened next? So what did you do after after the PhD? Well, um, I, I was really interested in doing research, uh, but I, I was less interested in in in, te- in teaching and be, be becoming a real professor and have uh, have students. So um, I decided not to stay in academia and to find a place in industry where I could apply my artificial intelligence uh, expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked right after finishing finishing the PhD. I worked for two years for uh, Fujitsu. Fujitsu is uh, well, like a, a multinational uh, Japanese company that has uh, offices almost in, in, in most countries. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after um, while I worked after wo- having worked for two years for Fujitsu uh, as a consultant for different uh, kind of uh, projects, mm-hmm. I I realized that I actually like more to work on one uh, long playing uh, project or product rather than be a consultant and um, like work a- at uh, multiple projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I looked in, in Quebec City where my family uh, was because I already had two kids uh, when I, when I finished uh, my PhD. So uh, moving from Quebec City at the time wasn't uh, quite an option. So I, I started to look um, elsewhere and uh, I found a small company uh, that originated from Quebec City uh, and it, it, it was called Wanted Technologies. Mm-hmm. And it's actually working on a fascinating product, uh, which uh, like basically it's like Indeed, but for for enterprise. So uh, once the technology is downloaded uh, from the internet, uh, the job postings, like the um, the openings in different companies, mm-hmm. and the, and then one that uh, made an analytics based on those uh, job postings, for example. In which location, uh, which company looks for a Java developer? What would be an ideal salary for this specific profile? How uh, hard it is to find a specific profile in a specific location? So all this uh, data, all those insights came from the job uh, posting that we downloaded from from the internet. So I uh, actually like uh, was very very excited. Mm-hmm. To uh, to have the opportunity to join Wanted, and after like two years or three years uh, after I joined, Wanted was acquired by a, a one American company called CB. Mm-hmm. And one year after CB acquired Wanted, 
Gartner actually acquired CB. So this yeah. is how I <laughs> ended up in Gartner. <laughs> at Gartner. So Interesting. like uh, we, we, I survived like uh, two uh, two acquisitions <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually like this year uh, maybe one year ago uh, I actually started to feel uh, myself like again in some stable position. Uh, we know what we do because you know every acquisition it's a kind of a a, a disaster for for a company because like uh, management changes uh, direction change so um, it's not clear where where the company heads so mm -hmm. now we start feeling like we really understand what we do and what uh, we what what the goals are Great, great. So, so from a startup, you, uh, you know, through series of two acquisitions, you uh, came into a multinational company again. So, uh, and but it is, you know, a very <laughs> exciting time to be in this domain. And I'm sure there are, you know, various startups out there in, in Canada. So is that is that an interesting place still for you or, uh, or uh, you know, you're uh, kind of taking it? Uh, where you are right now so well um, when um, to be honest when cb both uh, both uh, wanted i started to look uh, look around and uh, ask myself whether i really want to stay with multinational and like uh, to be part of a huge machine and be less of a like uh, um, someone who who works on 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 the things that uh, people find really exciting yeah. and but uh, uh, since Gartner bought CB I think that uh, Gartner understands very well how to deal with uh, with rare talent uh, how to uh, attract uh, talent uh, mm -hmm. and Gartner really gives a, a lot of uh, freedom and a lot of flexibility to to scientists um, and uh, and engineers to work on really uh, what we feel like uh, the ex exciting, and I would say that um, like the what wanted has built as as a platform. Mm -hmm. uh, Gartner keeps and, and and invests a lot of uh, effort and money into uh, like building the new generation of, of the platform, develop new features. So my team that I lead uh, at Gartner, we actually like. We are not consultants like we like I was uh, back back at Fujitsu. We are really uh, working in research and development, and everyone is responsible for uh, some kind of new feature for the product that is now called the uh, Talent Neuron. Uh, so they change its name from Wanted Analytics to Talent Neuron, but we still work on the same product. Uh, with we we are still the same team, and the Gartner actually gives us much more resources and, and uh, uh, much more flexibility than we could afford when we were a small startup. So I think uh, right now I'm really happy where I am. So um, no, I, I don't think that I, I like miss something important. And we, we should understand that the reality of, uh, of, of Quebec City uh, because Quebec City is quite a small uh, small town, yeah. so uh, we are about uh, six hundred thousand uh, uh, population. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, but what what is really interesting in Quebec City is because it's one of the most popular cities for families. So for so mo many talented uh, engineers and uh, scientists, uh, once they uh, want to like uh, start a family. Uh, like uh, settle down, 
they they choose Quebec as a place. So we have this opportunity to have very talented people that come here to settle down, and uh, they uh, actually many of them actually would choose us because in in Quebec City, Gartner is one of the biggest uh, employers in the AI space. Very interesting. And you are working specifically in, you know, NLP as a domain, which uh, again, in the last, uh, you know, one, one and a half years has has, uh, seen a lot of uh, very exciting uh, developments uh, happening. So, uh, you know, uh, so what what kind of uh, things are you currently working on uh, with, with Gartner? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you are right. So uh, my specialty is, um, is 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 text analytics. Uh, I would not say that I'm like uh, I, I we do a lot of computational linguistics. So we are not pure uh, uh, computational linguists. So we we do quite applied applied the, the text analytics or like we apply machine learning to extract knowledge from text. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, because we download so many. Um, job uh, job descriptions, job postings from 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 the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, several years ago, we expanded our product uh, into uh, 25 different countries, and we cover about uh, 16 or so uh, different languages. So, for example, my team uh, we work it uh, on, and still working on, for example, the project of uh, salary uh, extraction from from job description. For example. Uh, it can say, okay, uh, we look for a uh, Java developer. Um, the salary would be 45, uh, well, let's say something more re- realistic, 85K a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the machine has to uh, identify that 85K a year, it's actually a salary and not something else. Yeah. And then the machine also has to understand that 85K, 85 means uh, thousands and not units or and not something else. But in some other job description, it could be it could say something like we look for someone for 25 slash age. Yeah. And uh, the machine has to understand that 25 in this case means uh, units and not and not thousands. Okay. But the, the the most difficult and most challenging part is uh, in languages and countries like India, for example, mm-hmm. there are lacks. Uh, which means hundreds, <laughs> hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, which is quite unusual. And uh, so we we had to actually train different extractors for English uh, based on the country. So we have one model for India, which is separate from the model uh, for for US, and which is separate from the model from for, for United Kingdom and Australia because. Every country, even if they use the same English, uh, yeah. the the tradition to to write salaries with inside the text are quite different. Okay. But uh, what is what is cool about uh, machine learning approach is that we can just if we see that the, we miss some extractions or some extractions are not uh, accurate enough, we just can add additional training examples without changing like any 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 code, any infrastructure modification. So it's, it, it gives us the flexibility of uh, of expanding to uh, to additional countries. We also um, work 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 it on, for example, uh, conversational interfaces like the chatbots that uh, have become uh, popular uh, like a couple of years ago. 
everybody wanted to uh, to build conversational interfaces. Google Home, Alexa inspired uh, many companies to try to do the same. And my com- my my team actually working working on building a uh, a chatbot that would allow our users to in uh, queries instead of uh, like uh, specifying what 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 exactly the profile they use. They could say uh, they could type like. Okay, uh, I look for a nurse in uh, in San Francisco, and uh, the machine would answer. Okay, so you are looking for this specific occupation ID in this specific location ID, and uh, it builds a query by talking to the um, to the uh, to the user. And uh, it was it we we have managed to build a quite a versatile uh, chatbot, and I think that actually uh, chatbots could not solve all problems like the, we cannot expect the chatbots could actually talk to to the user about anything uh, the user would be interested to to talk about but if you want to build a, a chatbot as a as a ui to some specific uh, tool with uh, with a, uh, a finite set of uh, features mm-hmm. you can build quite a quite a flexible and versatile uh, conversational uh, user interface based, um, for for this specific tool, but you cannot like try to uh, like some companies uh, say that ah we can build a chatbot that uh, actually uh, like can converse about anything. I, I don't think that the technology is uh, is ready for this kind of clients. Yes. Sure. Sure. Got it. Very exciting uh, work. And, uh, you know, uh, in between all of this, so where did the, you know, inspiration for your book come from? And then when did that happen? And how did you start? Or when did you decide uh, that you want to write a book? Well, uh, this was this was actually a funny story. So I never I never th- uh, thought that I would uh, uh, one day uh, start writing uh, a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, as you might know, um, I have quite uh, uh, a big uh, number of uh, people who follow me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I, I regularly post uh, something about AI, uh, about the career, uh, like careers, uh, mm-hmm. some advice, and so on. And mm-hmm. once I I looked at a, at a pile of uh, machine learning and AI books that I have. Uh, at home, mm-hmm. and I, I I realized that I never finished uh, to read any, any of those books, and I asked myself why is this, mm-hmm. and I, I, the the one of the reasons that came to my mind is that today we are so busy and we we uh, got used to get information so quickly, for example, by googling something mm-hmm. that we never have time to actually like sit down and read a book that that has like. Uh, between five hundred and a thousand pages, like a typical machine learning book uh, is, mm-hmm. and I, I was inspired by this idea, and I just posted uh, on LinkedIn a, a a post that says that like like class what 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 we call classical uh, machine learning books or typical books on machine learning are mm-hmm. too thick. So nobody actually has time to, well, besides, uh, let's say, PhD, PhD candidates uh, to yeah. actually read, read those books. What, what this gives as a result is that is the perception in the industry that it's actually too complicated to uh, get into the machine learning field. 
For example, a typical engineer would say, wow, this book is like uh, 700 pages. Mm-hmm. Each page is full of, full of equations. equations. I will never get through all of this. So I, I would even, wouldn't even bother. The same for, for scientists who come from another domain and they say, they would look at those books and say, yeah, sure, I understand that uh, I could be, I, I could be able to read through all those pages, but it could take months, maybe, uh, maybe even uh, a year until I get to the end. And I'm not quite sure what is important in those uh, 700,000 pages and what could be optional. So uh, in my post, I said, if I was to write a machine learning book, it would be a a, a 100-page book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just posted it like this without any intention to uh, actually write it. But the post has got uh, so many likes. It's about like Mm -hmm. a thousand likes and uh, several hundred comments. And uh, there was like two kinds of comments uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for this post. The first kind of comments was like, it's impossible. Uh, those uh, those books on machine learning are so thick for the reason because you cannot just like not talk about something uh, because they are so important. And the second kind of comments was like, uh, Andre, please write this book because this is actually what we look for, uh, but cannot find any uh, any any book that would would be readable during let's say a week or even a weekend, but that would give us. Um, good level of understanding of how machine learning algorithms work. So I I took a a week to think about this, and then I said to myself, well, I will try to write several chapters. If it goes well, I will continue. If it doesn't go well, I will stop. Mm -hmm. And I I, I have written uh, three chapters during a weekend, Mm -hmm. and I put them online, and I've got a very positive uh, uh, feedback from, from people. And uh, I actually believe, believe that I will be able to, to finish this book, and this book would be about uh, 100 pages. Unfortunately, I couldn't like, fit it exactly in a, in a 100 page, mm-hmm. but it was like less, less than 100 and half. So I, I kept the name for the 100-page machine learning book. Yeah. So uh, it's still... It's still a hundred pages. It's not two hundred, uh, mm-hmm. and it's less than hundred uh, a half. So mm-hmm. I think that the name is appropriate. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the 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 origin of the book was like just uh, an observation that the typical uh, books are so thick that people just don't have time to to read through them. Right. Dear listener. I'm very excited to announce that earlier this week, we launched version 2.0 of our trainings portal. We have redesigned the entire user experience on this new portal. And the portal allows you to preview courses for free, purchase courses in bundles, and also enables certificates based on blockchain after completion of courses. All our courses come with free phone support and email support with weekly live question answers with our experts. So go out and check our new courses platform at courses.analyticswithya.com.
you know, what kind of trade-offs uh, did you end up making because you wanted it to be a very uh, crisp and concise uh, book? So, so what are the kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, challenges you faced and then how you solved that? Well, you know, uh, when I, I when I started to work on, on the book, I, I asked myself myself the same question: what what should I like exclude from 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 the coverage? And I actually excluded uh, several um, several topics. Like for example, reinforcement learning, I didn't talk about it, but uh, known of of or almost known of machine learning books actually talk about reinforcement learning much. Yeah. Usually, uh, there are either a book on machine learning and that includes re- regression, uh, classification, and uh, unsupervised uh, algorithms, or it's a book on, on reinforcement learning. So I excluded reinforcement learning. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, uh, describe in much detail uh, backpropagation because it wasn't a book on uh, on, mach- on neural network. It was a book on machine learning in general. So I have only one chapter about about neural network. Mm-hmm. Uh, they explain uh, how difficult, uh, how different um, uh, architecture of neural networks uh, work. For example, C- uh, convolutional neural networks or recurrent neural networks. I explain how gated units uh, in LSTM, for example work i give math behind this but i don't explain the uh, the back propagation algorithm so but besides that i would say that everything which is important to to, to know about uh, how machine learning algorithm work including for example gradient descent i explain i give the, i give examples how how gradient descent is up, uh, works when it uh, it's applied to linear regression for example so the, the book actually contains most of math that is crucial to understand if you actually want to call yourself a machine learning expert, but uh, it gives just enough details to uh, to let the reader start, uh, like ask, uh, start asking the right questions. For example, okay, so uh, I understand how this algorithm works, but for example, if I want to solve a specific problem which is uh, not directly uh, solvable by, by by this algorithm. What what should I do? And the the book actually gives multiple uh, directions of uh, where to look for further information. And if you saw the inside the book, there are uh, QR codes, and you can actually scan these QR codes with your phone, and it will bring you to a wiki where there are additional materials, like uh, for example. Uh, papers that describe some algorithms in in in, in a bigger depth uh, mm-hmm. give by giving like a, a pseudocode or by proving some theorems uh, that are important to make sure that um, the algorithms the algorithm is efficient and so on. So I didn't uh, write everything, but I gave a good understanding of actually most uh, used machine learning algorithms and concepts uh, in uh, like what we what we practitioners are are using today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure sure and uh, uh, today uh, you know uh, in how many countries and how many languages is the is the book available and 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 uh, you know the, tell tell me a bit about the journey from you know uh, getting the book ready to you know 
sharing it in the community and the kind of response it has uh, got from the community where everyone is you know uh, excited and talking about the book now mm-hmm. uh yeah so um, as i said um when i started to write the book i put the first three chapters online and i asked people to give me uh, give me feedback Mm-hmm. and i actually was so much uh, inspired by all people who read uh, those uh, those uh, initial chapters and sent me their their uh, recommendation how to rephrase certain things how to um, uh, fix uh, some some problems um, that i might uh, have had in, in the original uh, uh, draft so mm-hmm. i decided to uh, continue publishing chapters uh, uh, one by one uh, like as soon as i i finished them and i decided to distribute the book on the what i uh, think i invented uh, as a concept which is called it, uh, uh, read first uh, buy later which yeah. means that uh, the book will always be available online and anybody can read it entirely before deciding deciding to buy it mm-hmm. but uh, the principle says that if you decided to read it and you read it and you actually like it it or found it useful somehow for your business or studies or personal uh, projects you should buy it mm-hmm. uh, and i think this this approach um, really people have, have found this approach uh, very appealing and i've got about uh, 60 or or even more people who uh, regularly sent me uh, like improvements for all chapters So when when the book was ready for publishing I was quite sure that uh, it was uh, f- uh, it, it didn't contain any significant uh, error uh, that English was uh, polished uh, and um, so I I I even if I published the book myself without publisher I was quite sure about its quality mm-hmm. and uh, so to to answer your question about uh, translations uh so once the book uh, reached amazon and i started to um, uh, advertise it on, on linkedin and uh, actually by by the by the moment um uh, when the book uh, reached uh, amazon the mailing list of the book uh, counted more than 10,000 subscribers so i sent an update to those people by saying that the book is now available uh, on amazon and on on other different channels it's created so so many uh so 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 many people went to amazon to buy it the first day that uh, amazon actually has put this book uh, immediate almost immediately in the list of um, uh, best sellers in in the yeah. ai and machine learning category and it, it remains there and mm-hmm. it gives the, to the book a big visibility in the uh, uh, in the in the world and during the first uh, 3 weeks after the book was published on Amazon I I was contacted by uh, two major technical book publishers from China and mm-hmm. I uh, already um, I have an agreement uh, on translation uh, the book in, in Chinese mm-hmm. um I've got also um, several uh, companies from Russia who wanted to translate the book in Russian and I am about to sign an agreement with one of the major Russian technical books uh, mm-hmm. publishers. I also signed a uh, translation agreement uh, uh, with a one of the major uh, South uh, South Korean publisher mm-hmm. and uh, we are 
get we are we have a, a, a an agreement with uh, a german german uh, publisher and just just um, like last week mm -hmm. i i've got a request from a japanese uh, publisher to who who is interested in, in uh, translating the book in japanese mm -hmm. so um i think that we have covered most um most popular uh, languages in the world. I, I would really be interested to get the book published also in Spanish and uh, in Portuguese. But uh, by now, I didn't get contacted by any of the um, of the publisher from from Latin America or from Spain or or, or Portugal. So I, I think that the the book has got quite a, quite an uh, interest from all over the world. Yeah. I really hope that. Uh, the spread will be uh, will be will be high, and I'm really proud of being able to uh, offer this uh, read first by later uh, principle. So anyone any any time can read the book. Uh, I, I receive a lot of uh, emails from people who say that uh, like I'm I'm a student and I, I'm already have a big debt uh, debt, uh, so I cannot afford buying the book right now. But I really enjoy the fact that I can read it, uh, the book today. It will help me to find uh, to find a job in AI. And once I have a job, I, I will definitely uh, buy this book. So I think that the, the presence of this book online uh, in, in full gives uh, to a lot of people opportunity to uh, start uh, kickstart a career in AI without getting a, a, even a bigger depth that they uh, they. they actually have uh, uh, once uh, while they are students. Yeah, no, I completely agree. In fact, I uh, uh, I saw your post on LinkedIn on the day, you know, the book launched and you said that, you know, it's out there, but I, I don't know how long it would kind of stay. And, uh, you know, that was the kind of demand and the momentum for the book. So, uh, so great. But uh, how does it feel, you know, did, uh, because uh, as you said, you, you kind of started it as an experiment. So, so how does it feel to, to kind of achieve uh, such a, you know, such a great thing that, you know, uh, I, I don't know of any other book, which in such a short span, uh, you know, got so much attention and, and was there for uh, a niche subject like, uh, you know, uh, machine learning. So, so how does that feel? Well, I feel extremely proud uh, of of my achievement. But uh, as I as I um, regularly post uh, online on my on my LinkedIn account, I say that you know the success you cannot program it. You cannot mm -hmm. think that oh this is a great idea and this will I will succeed and it will be it will be popular because uh, I started online several startups uh, i i talked uh, in the beginning of the, of our conversation about one but when i moved to canada i actually started multiple uh, different websites and uh, i i believed that uh, they could become uh, popular but uh, at some point they were but it didn't last uh, uh, for a long time mm -hmm. so I, I can i can understand that you you will not succeed for sure if you don't try. But even if you try and you try hard and you try for a long time, there is no guarantee that you will succeed. You should be like at the at the right moment, at the, the right time, and like stars and planets have to be aligned for 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 your 
for your project uh, to, to, to become a success. And I, I don't attribute uh, the success of this book to myself only. As I already said, a lot of people uh, were inspired by, by this book from the very beginning. They contributed a lot uh, by their suggestions, and I actually put the names of all those contributors in, in, in the book. I, I think that, again, a lot of, of, success, of success of the book is due to, uh, or thanks, thanks to, the support uh, by people like uh, Peter Norvig or uh, Orlean Jerome, who are the best-selling authors in, in, in the AI and machine learning. And I actually really thankful for, for their, their support and their, uh, agree, um, so that they agreed to write recommendation text. Recommendation, yeah. Yeah, recommendation text for my book that I have put on the, on the back cover of the book. Mm. So I think that, yes, of course, this book will not be success without myself working super hard to, to write a good book, but also, there are so many factors that that uh, that played well for me, so I cannot just attribute this success to uh, to myself. So yeah, so to answer your question, I'm extremely proud, and I think that I I actually made something that changed life of so many people that I I didn't manage to do with my PhD, for example. Like PhD, it's it's it was the work of a result of uh, six years of work, mm-hmm. and I think it's. It's extremely important uh, in some like for for a group of people who work on multi-agent systems, who work on uh, game theory, but it didn't impact so many uh, like normal people lives as this this particular book, and this makes me feel extremely proud. Yeah. And by the way, um, we didn't talk about it, but uh, last week uh, I launched a. Uh, uh, South Asia edition of the book, so it was completely redesigned for uh, to um, to be as as least expensive as possible, so that, that people in India could uh, could buy it. So the book is is still in color, in in good quality, but it's printed in India and it's distributed by an Indian Indian company called Notion Press. And mm-hmm. I actually I recommend uh, everyone to who. Uh, waited for like a reasonable price uh, for the book in India to check uh, on Flipkart or Amazon and see uh, this book um, now costs uh, like you can afford it because I can understand that the price of forty five dollars that mm-hmm. I have put on Amazon.com would not be uh, like reasonable for for people in, in many countries. But a- as I explained to many, uh, printing a quality book is very expensive. So for example. Uh, just printing my book on Amazon costs me twelve dollars. So if I put if I put uh, the book uh, like for twenty five dollars on Amazon, I would not make any money out of it because Amazon keeps about a third, and printing costs uh, twelve dollars. So the amount of publishing is it's actually very uh, very hard to beat. You know, yeah. uh, you, you would like to reduce the price as much as you can. But uh, at some point, you cannot reduce it if, if, even uh, ever further because uh, it's just so expensive to, to produce quality, quality books today. Natural language processing is an important skill set for any data scientist today. 
it enables you to extract information from unstructured text and is enabling a whole range of applications today our best selling course on natural language processing has been taken by hundreds of students to build their careers in natural language processing the course starts from building blocks of nlp and python and goes all the way up to using deep learning for nlp this course comes with real industry projects and is available for 20% discount for our podcast listeners you can use the code podcast20 to avail this discount today go and check out this course on courses.analyticswithya.com this special edition uh, should definitely help and i'll include those links uh, uh, in the podcast description so that the readers can uh, you know go and check out the book on both flipkart as well as uh, amazon and uh, uh, so you know given you know success of the book is uh, and you know the challenge which uh, you identified that you know there are uh, a lot of textbooks on the subject but uh, something concise would help can can we expect another you you know a 50 page nlp book or a 100 page nlp book from you in, in <laughs> yeah so you know um my first uh, my first uh, thought after i finished uh, working on this book was okay what will be the, the, the next one <laughs> but uh, i think that uh, well not all domains uh, all not all uh, ideas could be put in in a 100 page format for example i was really uh is inspired in the beginning to work on a book that describes like for example different algorithms mm-hmm. that are that govern our modern life for example when you shazam a, a song how how exactly shazam uh, identifies this specific song uh, belongs to a specific artist mm-hmm. or uh, let's say how machine translation uh, work how google translate yeah. works Oh, and um, there there is a lot of algorithms uh, around us that are very important, but we don't pay uh, attention. For example, how uh, how uh, how uh, let's say grocery stores decide that they need only five cashiers, so and not four and not eight, because mm-hmm. there are math math behind all those decisions, and there are algorithms that actually can predict how long uh, will will queue become. Uh, at a specific moment uh, of time so that uh, uh, it will predict that you have to have uh, five cashier open at a specific time of the day mm-hmm. so all this can be described mathematically and algorithmically and i was really uh, um, inspired by the idea of writing like a 100 page algorithms book mm-hmm. but when i actually started to look around and see um, how many different algorithm important algorithms uh, exist Yeah. It's actually much harder to describe all important algorithms in a hundred pages. So if you want to really like become an expert in, in algorithms, uh, it's actually recommended to to buy a, uh, at least five hundred page uh, <laughs> algorithms yeah. book. Uh, so I, I thought about it, and I for for the moment I have put this idea uh, like uh, aside, and I think about something else. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that my next book will be called like the 100 page something book. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's 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 not original anymore mm-hmm. and I really like to do something which is which is different from what I did I did in the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that I I have several ideas 
that I would like to um, to explore. I will not talk about them right now because I didn't make a final decision. And you know, working on a book, it's very, very, very hard from the point of view of energy and time and 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 sleep. Yeah. So I, I have have two kids. So I, I have two kids and I have work to do. Uh, so uh, for the moment, I will work on bringing all those international editions uh, of, of the book uh, to life and make sure that uh, they are all of uh, the same high quality as the original English version. Maybe in several months, I will be more sure about whether I start working on something or not. But right now, uh, I'm thinking. Sure, sure. Uh, Andre, we are uh, almost running out of time. So one, you know, last question. So what would be your advice to people who are entering the field? So some of the students you have interacted with and you mentioned. So how should they look at uh, entering into this field and what would be your advice to them? Well, I will not give an advice like buy my book and everything will be fine because it would not be modest from me. But... I would say that the best advice that I can give to anyone, especially in the computer science field, is first of all learn learn the the, the basics, the the basis of of, uh, of computer science. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm, the algorithmic uh, data structures, how to structure uh, computer science uh, projects, all those b- basics are very important. Uh, and I know that m- many data scientists would not agree with me that programming is a, is an important uh, part of being a good data scientist. I firmly believe that programming is one of the most important capabilities, or one of the most one of the most important uh, field of expertise that a good uh, data scientist should have. So learn to be a good programmer first, mm-hmm. and then, for example then just try to uh, solve problems. For example, like 10 years ago, we could not find uh, interesting data sets and try to solve interesting data problems. But today we have Kaggle and there are multiple competitions that have already happened and you can actually download those data sets and try to solve those complex yourself and then compare your result with the best results that were achieved uh, in those competitions in the past. And you can actually read how those best results have been achieved, what kind of algorithms they use, how they pre-process data. So today, there is so much you can do just by tinkering uh, yourself uh, at home that you could not uh, do like 10 years ago. Like, for example, the data that I work uh, uh, with um, at Gartner, we have billions of job descriptions. And like, it, it would be difficult to imagine that like 10 years ago, I could just get uh, this amount of data uh, at home and try something. But today at Kaggle, there are similar um, similar data sets with job descriptions where, for example, the project I remember was to predict uh, the salary based on the description. And it, it's a fascinating as a problem. And you actually can get this data annotated and try to solve it yourself. So. Uh, learn to program and try to solve uh, actual problems. Sure. This sure. is my advice. Sure. Thanks. Thanks a lot, uh, Andre. And it has been, you know, a great 
great uh, uh, episode. I, I really enjoyed uh, talking about your experience and you know how how the book came along, and I'm sure the community would uh, love that as well. So thanks a lot. All the best for the next publications of the book. Thank you very much, Kunal, for uh, for inviting, and uh, it was a great pleasure to talk to you. And I'm really a big fan of uh, analytic media and. Uh, I find a lot of interesting uh, articles uh, in your resource. So uh, keep keep doing the great work. Sure. Thanks. Thanks a lot, uh, Andre. And uh, thanks a lot for uh, taking this time out.